Welcome to the Rooted Together podcast, the podcast which aims to root you in Christ through his word together. I'm your host, Charles Hegwood, and today we are in 1 Timothy chapter 3, and I I really like this chapter. It's a chapter that can be a little confusing for some people, and that's in part because when we read chapter 3, we often think, well, this is for deacons and this is for elders or pastors. So if I'm an you know I'm a church member that sits in the audience on Sundays or maybe I serve in some other ministry in the church but I'm not a leader this doesn't apply to me. But it does. It it, it absolutely applies to every member of the church and that's what I love about the Bible is that even when it doesn't seem like it would apply to you it does because those qualifications that we're going to look at here briefly that Paul gives to Timothy for elders and deacons are qualifications that should be exemplified in our leaders, but should be evident in every single member. So let's get to the the here. My highlight comes from verse 15 of chapter 3, which you know might sound kind of like an odd one, but just bear with me. If I delay, you may know how one ought to behave in the household of God which is the church of the living God, a pillar and buttress of the truth. So let's explain that. Why pick that verse? Out of all the other verses talking about elders and deacons and all of these other things, why choose that verse? In fact, if you go a little further, there's a wonderful section on the mystery of godliness. And I encourage you, read the whole chapter. But I explain it like this in the explain. Paul gives clear instructions for how leaders are to behave and act. And of course, this filters down to every member of the church. It's a filter. The church should be a place where members seek to exemplify godliness in Christ in their lives. This verse also has a high view of the church, and that's why I like this this verse. I mean, for one, it you know, we're talking about a chapter where, in context, everything he said deals with every member of the church, and and Paul has a high view of church in this chapter. You see, it is the family and the household of God. That's not insignificant. That means we're more than just a group of people that meet once a week, and hopefully more than that. But you know, if you come on Sunday and you think it's like a social club, that's not a church. You should run. Uh, what a church is, it is a family, and it should feel as a family. No, families quarrel. Families have uh, scuffles, right, and fights sometimes. And that that's going to be part of church life because we're imperfect people trying to serve a perfect God. And there's grace both from God and from each other that we should be giving. But we are a family, and we love each other as a family, and we are the household of God. Therefore, we want to take God's name, who he's given to us, and bring honor to it with how we live our lives. You see, people that God has called to himself, that's the church. That is the people that God has called out to himself, and they have followed Jesus. This is what the church is. That's a, that's a high view of church. The church isn't a social club or just a place to hang out when you can't figure out what else to do with your Sundays. It is a pillar for what is true, and I love the last part of this verse. Think about that. The church is a pillar 
of what is true. When you go to your church, whenever you go, Sunday, Wednesday, or multiple other days during the week, are you going to a place that feels like a pillar of truth in a world of lies? Or does it just seem like a cool place to be? These are things that we should be noticing. Our churches should be pillars of truth. And they teach what? The truth of God's word. Because God's people should love God's word. The church guards the truth of God and his desire to call the world to himself. I mean, I love this. This is beautiful. It's a pillar and buttress of truth. It is a guard to what is real and what is true. We should love our God by getting to know him more and being able to tell others about him. And that requires we have to know what we believe. I mean, the worst thing in the world is are those videos you see on YouTube where you have a person who likely is a Christian who is full of passion and ignorance. He's ignorance on fire. And he goes and he's talking to, you know, this atheist or he's talking to someone from another religion and the person from the other side begins asking questions and it becomes very clear very quickly that the Christian doesn't really know what he actually believes. But this should not be so because the church and those every person that goes to the church is a part of the church, right? We are the, the called out people of God should guard the truth and therefore should know the truth and be a pillar of truth in this world. You have to know what you believe, and you need to know what is true. And that is the job of our churches. We get together and encourage each other in what is true. And to make sure we know that it's God calling the world to himself and make a people from those who follow him. That's another beautiful truth of the church that God calls out from all nations, come and follow me, and he makes a people with a unique identity, an identity given by him, by our king. We carry his name from all those who follow him. What a beautiful thing as we meet on our Sundays and our Wednesday nights and throughout our weeks, that when we go, we are going to a place to meet the church. Now notice, we don't go to the building that is the church. We meet the church at the building. And that church is a pillar of truth in a world of lies. So I'm going to give you two applications that I take from this verse. And maybe actually a a third bonus one. Uh, Number one, am I living the standards set in this chapter. So, I mean, this doesn't come immediately from verse 15, but look back in throughout this chapter. You have qualifications for elders and deacons, and it doesn't matter if you're an elder or a deacon or not. These are qualifications of a Christ follower. Things that I need to look at and meditate on and see, am I living up to these things? Am I weak in any one of these things? I will build on those truths. Number two, is my view of church too low? And so often we struggle from a low view of church. It's just true. It's an unfortunate reality that this has happened in America because we're free to go to church, and therefore we take it for granted and we tend to have a lower view than we should. It, It becomes a place to be instead of a people to love and a truth to proclaim. Is it just a Sunday hangout, or is it a pillar of God's truth? I mean, Paul's pretty clear what it really is. 
And a third bonus is I need to be looking at my church and saying, is this a place that is a pillar of God's truth? And it, and where it lacks, because it's going to be imperfect, hey, I need to be a part of making it a pillar of truth. And that means I need to do my part to proclaim the truth of God to the other believers and to the outside world. All right, let's end with our response here. Father, you have made for yourself a people from all nations. Help me, help your church to exemplify you in how we live out our daily lives. Let the church in Taiwan be a pillar of truth in a world of lies. Let us share your gospel well. Amen. And of course, you could insert any place you live for that. Well, thank you for listening to 1 Timothy chapter 3, uh, and I look forward to seeing you in 1 Timothy chapter 4 next time. I'll see you there. <laughs>